Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I hate the media. (laughs) Just do a better job, media. So the story I had yesterday, I don't remember who it was. Post, times, I don't know. It's been there for over 100 years. 187 years. That is over 100 years. You're right. But there's, you know, big difference. For 187 years, practically the entire existence of our country, this Thomas Jefferson statue has peered down on the people of City Hall as they do their work. But they voted yesterday to get it out of there because Thomas Jefferson was a slaveholder, so we can't have him there. It doesn't matter if he wrote the Declaration of Independence, if he was responsible for doubling the size of America, if go down the list of all the things. If he established, he practically alone, along with Madison, establishing the separation of church and state in this country, which is a radical idea the world had never seen before. Uh, doesn't matter if he was involved in that because he was a slaveholder. So it doesn't matter the efforts he made to try to get slavery abolished in his own state and then in the country, but was not able to do it. If you're a fan of history, you know why. Maybe we'll get into that with Tim Sander for later. But doesn't none of that matters. He's got to go. The stupidity or the egotism of it. It's hard to pick a favorite because it's just this. This whole story is running thick with both. The stupidity, not knowing any of those things you just said, not understanding that that was the state of the world. Slavery was ubiquitous. It was all over the place. And, and just the, the ideas about race, it was just, it was hundreds of years ago. That's just the way people thought. And then the egotism of it, which, you know, almost nobody talks about this except Bill Maher, who joins me in this. You're not better than thomas jefferson you just came after him in a different time don't sit there the implied statement is i am better and more pure than thomas jefferson i can judge him i will shun his statue i will have it torn down because he was not as morally upstanding as me that's what all of those people are saying with their stupid stupid misunderstanding of history if you uh, we're gonna have tim sandifer on uh tim the lawyer longtime friend of the show i, I was stewing about this yesterday because the now that we're into taking down statues of the founding fathers, wow. Uh, I was student about this yesterday, and it just popped into my head that I, there's hardly a better defender of Thomas Jefferson I know of than Tim Sandifer. So we texted him, and he's going to be on the show a little bit later to talk about Thomas Jefferson. But uh, you t- go to YouTube and just uh, type in the search bar, Christopher Hitchens, Thomas Jefferson, because he, he wrote a book about Thomas Jefferson, and he's given a bunch of amazing speeches. Uh, supporting TJ, no right winger Christopher Hitchens, by the way. Um, uh, but one of the things he pointed out, he said Thomas Jefferson had slaves, and he goes through that whole thing. And uh, a lot of the founding fathers of the South did. He said people leave out all the New York businessmen who, while they didn't have slaves, because they wouldn't have been able to profit from it, because there was no way you're going to grow cotton in the New York area. The the number of slave traders that became rich from New York that get glossed over by history. There were plenty of people hmm. involved in that horrible, horrible thing, slavery, uh, at the time. Um, but uh, uh, overlooking that is, uh, is, is easier. Some of these city council people, you know, 
Um, we learned during, what was it recently that we learned that, oh, the election that went so poorly in New York. The reason they had so much trouble counting all the votes is all the people involved in the uh, the election committee are all cousins and grandmothers and kids and stuff like that. Oh, they have yeah. such a patronage thing. But I'm sure there are plenty of people in power in New York today. You can trace their, their lineage back to people that were slave traders, if not slave holders. Right, um, right. But they so, lived in a different time, as Joe just pointed out. So what's going on here, you might ask? Well, I would quote Orwell, George Orwell from 1984. Every record has been destroyed or falsified. Every book rewritten. Every picture has been repainted. Every statue and street building has been renamed. Every date has been altered. And the process is continuing day by day and minute by minute. History has stopped. Nothing exists except an endless present in which the party is always right. They did that in roughly 1790 in France, and it didn't go well. Lots and lots of people died, and it was very, very violent period for for quite a while before basically a dictator came along napoleon to settle things down is that what we want everything to just go to hell absolutely fall apart i hope not anyway the fact that they're bringing down a thomas jefferson statue from you know the confederate statues okay i get it get your argument makes perfectly good sense Sure. Do we need a 50-foot Robert E. Lee in Richmond? Probably not. Columbus. Okay, I get it. I don't think it's bothering anybody that you got Columbus there at the corner of your park. I don't think it makes But Okay, fine. But when you're getting into the founding fathers of the the last best hope of the world, as Obama, Barack Obama tweeted out yesterday, the founding fathers that created that, when you're starting to tear them down, eh, that's, a, that's a big deal. And this statue standing in City Hall, in our biggest city, New York, just amazing. It's impossible to know, but how many of the folks do you think who voted for that sincerely believed, well, you know, Jefferson was a bad guy because he owned slaves? And how many of them were just terrified of the extremist left, the elitist extremist left, the cancel culture? I think it's absolutely the latest. They couldn't be on the wrong side of that. Yeah, I just, I wonder, is it, is it a two to one? Is it a half and half? Is it 10% of them actually thought Jefferson should go and 90% of them were terrified? I'd like to know. Here's Barack Obama's tweet yesterday. He was talking about Colin Powell, but it's important, I think, that he said it. Barack Obama tweeted out, for all the battles he fought and problems he solved, talking about Colin Powell, Michelle and I will always look to General Powell as an example of what America and Americans can and should be if we wish to remain the last best hope of Earth. So he quoted Colin Powell, but included that phrase. Barack Obama believes the United States is the last best hope of Earth. He's right. And the people that created that should not have their statues taken down. Because they were typical of their period, to a a large extent. That's a black guy, by the way, that tweeted that out yesterday. Obama! That's right, Hank. I I do wish, and, and I wish Colin Powell... With all the gravitas he had as a as a as a you know a black guy who'd become so successful in this country, I wish he'd have weighed in more on these issues. I wish Barack Obama would weigh in more on these issues. Spend a little of your capital. I know it would upset some of your friends that are going to come to your cool seventieth birthday party that you throw, but you know take some of that capital you've got and 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 jump into some of these conversations, Barack Obama, because I don't believe he thinks that's a good idea to bring down the Thomas Jefferson statue. Jump into some of these and, and, and you spend some of that political capital. I wish they would. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here. Before we go too much further down this road, it's a bad road. Sometimes you find yourself further down a road than you think and you can't turn around anymore. You know what I paid for my extension cord? No, it's a heavy duty. I'm a big believer in the heavy duty extension cord. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. They cost a lot more. 
How long is it? Uh, it's a 50-footer. Oh, that's a serious cord. Yeah. Orange? Uh, yellow, bright yellow. Okay. I can accept yellow. <laughs> does it light up at the end when you plug it in? You know uh, what I'm talking about? I think it does, yeah. Really? That's a little fancy for my taste. Well, it's, go it's, on. I, I love that because you don't have to get some sort of uh, outlet tester to know your outlet's working. If you plug something in and it's not running, okay, do I have electricity? Well, you know, because it lights up. Yeah, um, this okay, is a serious you cord. You say so. With tax, about $100 freaking dollars. No, no, stop it. I'm not. Holy I'm not It's the only crap. one they had. At a, at a big hardware store of, of national name, I won't mention. You are blanking kidding me. I know. Jeez Louise. I'm stunned by this. And I said, I saw a $100 extension cord with tax. He said, yeah, it's the only one we got, and we, you know, we don't know where we're going to get more. The supply chain thing, all those container ships. I went through the portage yesterday. If you want me to go through it again, I will. Don't tell oh, me. Don't, boy. Don't. More port talk. <laughs> People really, oh, the emails just lit up. Everybody one, loved it. One of those ships has enough to fill three malls. That's how much stuff is on those ships, and they're just sitting out there. Do railroad yards next, <laughs> Uncle Jack. <laughs> okay, I'll shut up about Thomas Jefferson and ports <laughs> no, for no, a little no. while. No, that's, but we got to talk while. about Jefferson. We have to. My God, it's important. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm telling you, so it, it, that cord story, it's chilled me to the bone. <laughs> I mean, what's, what's it going to cost to get a pair of running shoes? Well, uh, you grab your little package of bacon and it's nine freaking dollars to fry up a little bacon. That's I gotta crazy. start raising hogs. <laughs> Judy, if you're listening, check the homeowners association rules. See if we can raise hogs. How many hogs are you allowed to have? Well, right. Right. And, and you know what? I'll no have more. half a dozen hogs in my backyard. Somebody complains, I'll say they're dogs. Those are my dogs. <laughs> they look like pigs to me. Yeah, well, mind your own business. Bigot. They they're identify big, as hogs. Exactly. They're, uh, pork retrievers. <laughs> <laughs> um, our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. Are you tired of gulping down the lying filth of the mainstream media? Yeah, we are, too. We try to tell you the truth every single day. Gulping down lying filth. Wow. Nobody wants to sound dumb. Our goal is to help you not sound dumb. We'll inform you, and it'll be fun at the same time. You have to choose between entertainment and information. Combine them both with the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Four episodes available every day via the iHeartRadio app or wherever you download your podcasts. This is kind of a, a multi-step process, but hang with me. Um, ultimately, this is about the United States. I came across a really interesting uh, piece in the Washington Post that... They're one of the political parties and one of the big stars of that right-wing political party, whatever that means in India, and it means something quite different um, there. But he's proposed a a two-child maximum, a bill pushing for smaller families, because India has an exploding population. In fact, they're going to pass up China, they think, in 2027, right around the corner in terms of population. I didn't realize that. India is going to be the biggest country in the world in a few years. Okay. That's what they say. But if you dig a little deeper, uh, it, it has to do with the belief among a lot of Hindus in India that the Muslim population is exploding, particularly in that part of India that this guy's talking about. And that though they are a minority, soon they will take over and they will force, uh, you know, the forced marriages and there are all sorts of, um, 
there are all sorts of predictions and, and like boogeymen and stuff. Some with a, uh, a tie to reality, some fairly unhinged in the way that sort of uh, tribal thing happens. I'll tell you right now, Hindus uh, were 84% um, in 10, year, 10 years ago. They're now 80%. Muslims have increased by 4.2%. To what? And uh, to 14.2%. So 14% of a country with a billion people is 140 million people. Correct. Yeah, it's, it's worth observing. That's a, lot yeah. of, that's a lot of people. Yeah, um, and and they compare it to some American uh, demographic trends, which I think is silly for reasons that I'm going to get to in a second. But there are so-called right-wingers on the march talking about illegal immigration from Bangladesh, forced uh, conversions, uh, love jihad, a term used by Hindu nationalists who allege Muslim men are marrying and converting Hindu women as part of a campaign, etc. So that would be the um, two biggest countries in the world making up, what, a third, roughly a third of the world's population, where the government tells you how many kids you can have, something that we can't even imagine in the United States and shouldn't. The idea of the government telling us how many kids we can have. Right, right. And I think this Indian politician is mostly pandering to some of those fears I was talking about. Um, but it's crazy anybody would propose it. I mean, to, this is kind of an aside to the point I wanted to make. But, you know, China's beautiful example of how central planning doesn't work. They had too much population. They couldn't feed everybody. People were starving like crazy. So they said you can only have one kid. Well, by the time they noticed that the demographic trends we're heading in a direct, a disastrous direction, and the great central planners, the technocrats, those we must trust. Uh, by the time they figured out, whoa, whoa hey, what, what? Uh, we got to have more kids. Everybody start having more kids. Well, like all central planners everywhere, they grossly overestimate their own wisdom and their own power to shape events, because China has developed a culture of childlessness. Or of one child and all the resources in a family going toward one child. Or kids are growing up thinking, I'm not going to have any kids anyway. It doesn't matter. Mm. So they have a culture of childlessness. And all the central planning in the world isn't going to undo it. And China's demographic disaster has already begun. And and honestly, every time people talk about how they're going to take over the world, I you know, I try to remind them uh, their population is going to start plunging in about a decade. In fact, it's already started to shrink. Anyway, getting back to my main thread. Ethnic, religious, call it racial hatred and tension, are driving Indian politics to a large extent. Now, Michael, if you could do me a favor and uh, play for me clip number 48. This is Brett Baer from Special Report. Marine Corps Lance Corporal David Lee Espinosa of Rio Bravo, Texas. Marine Corps Sergeant Nicole G of Sacramento, California. Marine Corps Staff Sergeant Darren Hoover of Salt Lake City, Utah. Marine Corps Lance Corporal Kareem Nikoi of Norco, California. Army Staff Sergeant Ryan Naus of Corrington, Tennessee. Marine Corps Corporal Hunter Lopez of Indio, California. Marine Corps Lance Corporal Riley McCollum of Jackson, Wyoming. Marine Corps Lance Corporal Dylan Marola of Rancho Cucamonga, California. Marine Corps Corporal Dagan Page of Omaha, Nebraska. Marine Corps Sergeant Johnny Rosario Pachardo of Lawrence, Massachusetts. Marine Corps Corporal 
Humberto Sanchez of Logansport, Indiana. Marine Corps Lance Corporal Jared Schmidt of St. Charles, Missouri. And Navy Hospitalman Corpsman Maxton Sabayak of Berlin Heights, Ohio. God bless those soldiers and Marines. I don't know if you, like me, when you're hearing the list of the names or looking at the pictures, noted something fairly notable. You have uh, Sergeant Pichardo. You have Nicole G. You have people who are obviously of the Muslim faith. You have Hoover, Hoovers and Lopez's and Sanchez's. You have Espinoza's and Schmitz. You have McCollum's. You have Marola's. You have Soviak's, Kareem M. Nikow. I apologize to the family. I'm probably mispronouncing his name. God bless him. You have virtually every ethnicity, every national origin, every religion you can think of. And as one of my closest friends uh, in high school and college, uh, the late, great uh, Jeffrey Scott Taylor, who was a United States Marine, would tell me, we're all green, man, in the Corps. We're all green. And I will just tell you that there are forces in America, including in most of our schools, who are trying desperately to turn us into a tribal society, trying to use the sins of yesteryear and some of the sins of today to turn us into a society that sees only color and only tribe. And, you know, I don't know if you're retired or you got plenty of money or, or your kids are grown or whatever, but uh, if you were looking for something to dedicate your life to, stopping that would be a pretty good choice, in my opinion. End of rant. Armstrong and Getty. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. I forewarned you. Let's go, Brandon. The Armstrong and Getty Show. If you're trying to have a good time, just come no matter what. We can uh, we can get to that long distance tattoo thing later if we have time. I don't know if we will because uh, I got to tell you what a d- my dog is. <laughs> Baxter, he's kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Baxter, you're a. D- if you can hear my voice right now, <laughs> Baxter, if you can hear my voice, you're a good boy. <laughs> he's a good. D- <laughs> <laughs> so. It's our fault. Judy and I went out. Uh, we had some errands to run and stuff. Actually, we were getting our vid shots, and uh, among other things. And, um, and we left a loaf of bread and a bag of popcorn on the counter. And Baxter's tall enough when he stands up on his hind legs, he can counter surf. And it, we shouldn't. We should never leave food up there. But he hadn't done it in months. And so we get home, and Judy's uh, in front of me by ten steps or so, and. And uh, says, oh, no, oh, my God, oh, no, he ate an entire loaf of bread and an entire bag of popcorn. Oh, and what's this bag? Oh, this bag was empty. Never mind. Um, And so, but, uh, you know, I love dogs, and I'm fascinated by dog behavior and dog training, and, and my buddy Greg is a great dog trainer. And one thing about dogs is you cannot yell at them for something they did an hour and a half ago. Well, of course, yeah. Some of the idiotic and cruel things people used to do, rub their face in the poo if they couldn't hold it, you know, or whatever. All they know is that you're hurting them and they're afraid of you. So you can't, I can't yell at him for, for countersurfing and eating the grub. Are you sure about that? That's that's what they say. It sure seems to me, based on my experience, that if I come in and they might have eaten that, you know, candy bar or whatever two hours ago, I walk in and they slink over and look at me. They know they did something they weren't supposed to do (laughs) and they remember it. And now I'm home. It looks that way to me, too. And I'm not going to say you're wrong because I don't know. 
I've been told, no, they just can immediately your body language Mm. and then your voice. If you say anything, all they know is the alpha dog is angry and oh, Um, they have no idea why. But again, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Mm. This is just what I'm told. But so anyway, um, since I know this and I'm not going to punish him or yell at him or anything, but I was pissed off the rest of the day. I just said, Baxter, you're a. (laughs) <laughs> He'd come around a corner and want to be petted or something. I'd say, how you doing, you? <laughs> <laughs> this is my passive aggressive, really stupid, really stupid. His punishment is he's got an entire loaf of bread in his stomach. That's yeah. what's amazing is that a dog can eat an entire loaf of bread that fast. Yeah, yeah. And a bag of popcorn to wash it down. And I've been communicating oh. with Judy. So far, so normal in terms of the output. Oh, that no. cannot go on forever. No, no. Nope. No. <laughs> it's just a matter of time. Yeah, yeah. What goes in must come out. Um, but that, that inspired me to start doing Brian and Stewie voices around the house, in which Stewie was angry at Brian from Family Guy and calling him a d***. You, you ever have a dog that hid things rather than eat it? Like Yes, uh, Baxter. Uh, Laura's dog one time hid a whole uh, pan of uh, cinnamon rolls. Which I was very unhappy about because they were fresh homemade cinnamon rolls that I want to eat. But no joke. I mean, you eat a loaf of Wonder Bread, I'll get another one. But um, uh, we don't eat Wonder Bread at my house. It was Jewish rye. Man, I hate rye bread. It's one of the only breads I hate. Other really? breads I'll eat. But oh, I love rye bread. I still prefer ham Wonder. and cheese on rye. Come on, white Wonder Bread is the best bread ever made. Oh my god, sourdough. So, yeah, sourdough needs a word with both of you. Yeah. Wait a minute. I didn't say okay. All right. All right. Sourdough is fine. I'm a I'm a big bread box guy. There's room for all the breads in my world. I grew up with ab bread. I continue to eat ab bread. <laughs> There's one bread. There is one bread. There's one potato chip. There's one mustard. There was yep. one beer back when I drank. You are in terms of your racial attitudes. A fine and kind man. On the other hand, you are a white bread supremacist. <laughs> I mean, there's just no doubt. I go to the grocery store, it never even crosses my mind to buy anything. Oh, than seven grain. Other Come than on. a loaf of Wonder Bread. I mean, it never Come crosses on. my mind. Anyway, um, uh, Big Red, Big Head Red, he hit a whole pan of uh, cinnamon rolls behind the cushion of the couch one time. Oh, my gosh. And man, did that make pan. a disgusting mess. Yeah, yeah, Baxi, we will occasionally find, like, uh, graham crackers or something stashed in his dog bed. Very unhappy when I discovered the cinnamon rolls. Oh, man, I was going to eat those later. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, that's right. Now I remember what we were going to do. Can you uh, play that, uh, the gal again, Michael? If you're trying to have a good time, just come no matter what. So we've been having a lot of fun with that clip this week, uh, although a couple of people have asked whether she is the same girl who is enjoying a fifth of Hennessy a couple of summers ago. Fifth of Hennessy. Not the same girl, but she's the same thing. She has the confidence of attractive young women. Attractive young women have a confidence in their voice that you get from only being an attractive young woman. With a couple of drinks in your With belly, no. With a couple no of drinks less. in you, but it, it, that's that's what's going on there. Women I can have... say anything I want right now, and everybody is going to still just just listen to what I have to say. If you're trying to have a good time, just come no matter what. But anyway, so we got this note from the always interesting Kevin in Placerville, beautiful Placerville, California. Uh, love the clip of the interview with the Spring Break girl. It's hilarious and certainly a clips of the year candidate. That said, I feel like she's being portrayed unfairly, so I'd like to offer a defense. 
It certainly sounds absurd to say, come no matter what, during a pandemic, but it should be pointed out that Fauci and our health department betters had a master plan to end the pandemic, which involved asking this girl and every other healthy native 20-year-old like her to lock themselves inside their homes and waste over a year of their lives to avoid a disease less risky to them than any of the venereal diseases they're willing to take a chance with. That is absurd. This girl thinks she's immune to COVID because the media has convinced us that if you step outside without a mask, you're liable to catch COVID instantly. In reality, after a year, only about a third of the country has caught the virus, and that rate doesn't vary much between states regardless of restrictions. The chance of getting COVID from any given interaction is just extremely low. So when this girl says if you're trying to have a good time, you should come no matter what. That makes sense. If you're trying to have a good time, just come no matter what. Now it makes sense. She is expressing a risk preference. Yeah. A more nuanced expression might be, if you want to live your life, you must accept some level of risk no matter what. Counterpoint, she was not expressing a risk preference. <laughs> if you're trying to have a good time, just come no matter what. She did not do a cost-benefit analysis prior to that interview. Um, but acting like you're immune to the co- coronavirus is because you're practically... You practically have no chance of getting the coronavirus. Right. That's why you would act that way, because it's, it's more or less true. Because it's true. K-O-P-P-B-D, keep on partying, pandemic be damned. That's uh, Kevin in Placerville. Always interesting. Thanks, Kevin. Oh, yeah. The things that can happen to you on spring break, dying of the coronavirus is, uh, is down the list of dangerous things that are going to happen. You know, I can't be the only guy. In fact, I know I'm not the only guy. I'm not the only guy in the room who hears that woman's tone of voice, that girl. She's probably a girl. Well, I don't know. She's got to be 18 plus. But I hear that tone of voice, and it reminds me of yesteryear when I would run into women with that tone of voice, and good times always followed. Yeah. If you're trying to have a good time, just come no matter what. Uh, that's that's the spirit of youth right there in that voice. Definition of bittersweet. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Because you can't get you can't get that feeling without being around somebody with that, and you have to be that age. And I, if I'm around people that age, I'm a weirdo. So you know, I disagree. I'm gonna you know unbutton my shirt and I'm gonna throw on a pinky ring. You know, uh, dye my hair and uh, spend and a couple of weeks in a tanning booth. A couple of weeks at least, <laughs> and then I'm gonna go party with those kids. They'll think I'm 22. Get an ankle t- tattoo. Oh, yeah, yeah. The dolphin, because you really love dolphins? Oh, I totally love dolphins and maybe a sea turtle. <laughs> and a rainbow, because I'm, you know, I don't know. I like rainbows. Memorize the names of a couple of bands that you think are hip but are actually, like, uh, 10 years old. <laughs> Jane Smokers, am I right? <laughs> I'm so bad at it's that. It's like, Sean, another example. I texted this to Joe. I was playing this Weezer song, and I consider, because I'm old, uh, Weezer, like kind of a cool, hip young band. And the particular song I was listening to was 20 full years old. <laughs> 20. So if you'd have been saying that to me, you know, when I was in my 20s, that would have been a song from when I was, you know, when I was born. It would have been a really old song. You know, I was thinking about that the other day and how we'll occasionally make comparisons of like, uh, all right, so when I was really like crazy, insanely into rock and roll, would have been, I mean, I still am kind of, but um, uh, early 80s, okay? So a 30-year-old song in 1983 would have been from 1953. My dad it, was a sophomore in high school. It would have been Doris Day. 
or uh, you know uh, what's a, what's his name the Velvet Fog, uh, one of those crooners. Mel Torme is the Velvet Mel Torme. Fog. That's right. Yeah, wonderful singer. Nice pull uh, there, Sean. T- Tony, Shout out to Seinfeld. Uh, Tony Bennett, you know something like that. Uh-huh. And but in 1983, I mean, it was post Beatles, post Hendrix, post metal, post disco, punk, into new wave and the rest of it. Um, and just the amount of musical change had been enormous. But from 25 years ago, when Weezer put out, I think their first album, roughly or 20 years ago, uh, to now, if you were to play Weezer now as new music, people go good tune. And if you were to play Weezer 20 years before it was recorded, people would say, oh, that's good tune. There's been a consistency in, especially like rock music. Mm -hmm. There are changes around the edges of it, but it's not like Mel Torme to, uh, you know, the cars. Right. Yeah, that's true. A lot more continuity. Hmm. Anyway, these are the things I think about when I should be thinking about things I should be thinking about. So get yourself tan, grab your Weezer CD, comb up my chest hair, head down to the spring break. Hell yeah. See how you do. If you're trying to have a good time, just come no matter what. That's my plan, darling. That's my plan. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Joe Getty. Point of personal privilege. Don't get brazen with me. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The guys, uh, all the guys, even us guys, we all work together and we we got a tremendous number of uh, sound bites and clips and stuff from the news and in the world. And sometimes we don't get to them all and some of them are really good. But then, you know, a new crop comes in tomorrow and then we just we never get to one all. And so I remember we did this once or twice for the One More Thing podcast where we just play the sound that we wish we would have gotten to, but I can't remember. I think we came up with a clever name. That wasn't good enough for the show. <laughs> no, that's my point. It was. It just didn't fit in. How do you like this? Cleaning out the sound fridge. Absolutely. Gross. No? Might give you salmonella. <laughs> you think it's edible. Your wife thinks it's not. You argue a little yeah, bit. I Sean, I know this is a ridiculous thing to ask you to do, Sean. Uh-huh. But if you happen to remember today, send me a text saying, remember my eggs. Speaking of cleaning out the fridge, because I have farm fresh eggs, an entire dozen to bring into Sean. Oh, I'm going to have the biggest farm fresh omelet this weekend. (laughs) And by the way, eggs, I didn't know this until my wife told me yesterday. When you get an egg at the store, it is it was probably laid minimum a month ago. Okay. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, now. So the fact that these eggs were laid over the weekend and I haven't brought them to you by Wednesday is not even close to uh, at least somebody was. Same joke. (laughs) (laughs) It's a revisit. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so they're still very, very farm fresh eggs. I I look forward Uh, to it because the colors of farm fresh eggs are so different than what I crack. I don't know the people on this farm. I'm not sure where the change happens, but the it's 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 like a Dr. Seuss coloring when you when you crack open a fresh egg. Well, the outside is different; it's brown, Mm -hmm. you know, a kind of kind of a really dark color, and then the inside, the yolk is so bright. Put on sunglasses for that. The yolk is white. Well, the yolk is so bright, bright yellow. Oh, bright, you said. Yeah. Oh, I see. Um, and a buddy of mine who has chickens explained this to me, and I had no idea as, as a suburban guy, um, that if you don't wash the eggs, they'll keep, like, for a very long time. Yeah, there's a natural barrier on there that uh, that keeps them preserved for, for, for yeah, 
So you can keep them like around. Like even on, on refrigerator, right? Yeah. Yep. Wow. You can just keep them on the counter in a bowl really? for, a, for, for weeks, as long as you don't wash yeah. them off. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah. Learn something new every day. Anyway, let's clean out the sound fridge. Is this like- <laughs> good, Michael. That's really good. Now go ahead, roll clip number one we didn't get to. They're able to positively identify that person as a suspect. And also we're able to place her at the scene with Cheeto residue all on her teeth and face. That Cheeto's bag and water bottle were not theirs, and they think she probably dropped it trying to get out of the window. I think we still would have got her without the Cheetos, but the Cheetos is what nailed the deal. <laughs> so what happened there, so, Michael? Uh, yeah, somebody burglarized a home, and they uh, ate Cheetos while they were there, you know, and left the evidence. And apparently when they found her, she... Uh, had Cheeto residue in her teeth as well. So I'm always uh, uh, amused and kind of horrified by the people who break into people's homes and then like eat stuff out of their fridge while they're there. I was hungry. Weird. For Cheetos. <laughs> Is the Cheeto uh, the smooth about... round one or the one with the little bumps? Well, you get your puffy Cheetos and then you get your crunchy Cheetos, right? Oh, there are two different kinds of Cheetos? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Talking to a casual over here. <laughs> <laughs> A Frito is a completely yeah. different thing. A Cheeto noob, please. Uh, give me clip number four there, Shawnee. What are you doing? What are you doing? Find the plane. What are you doing? Oh, my God. I don't feel safe, too. Tell me what's going on. Nobody on this All right. What was that? That sounded like something on a plane and a mask. What the hell happened? <laughs> Woman got kicked off the plane because she wasn't wearing a mask, and she made a big scene. And and then know, she said, you're just doing this because, because I'm, I'm white. white. Yeah. And, and everybody cheered. cheered because they're, what are they? <laughs> well, I guess there was different races <laughs> they on the are plane, against so. her. They're against, they they're anti-her. Yeah. Okay. Right, they're just cheering. I don't care why you're getting kicked off. Just get off. Why didn't she wear, a, ma- wear a mask on the plane? Well, just do it. If they tell you uh, you got speaking- to, just put it on. Just put it on and just, you know, start scrolling through your phone. Or start up your own aircraft company. And then you can not have mask rules on yours and you can fly around. <laughs> sure, or drive. Anything else you see on the list you want to hear? As we clean out the sound fridge. <laughs> Yeah, so Sean was talking the other day about, so he went and got a COVID test, and it came back that he doesn't have Nose or anus. I I did not go to China for my test. It was was the the nasal version. That was your mistake. It came back that you don't have COVID, but, and while that's good news... You're a little disappointed that, oh, my back pain is just... Oh, so this is self-induced, huh? This is just time (laughs) reminding me? When I quit drinking, that was the the, the, the biggest bummer. Oh, you mean a lot of the hangovers is because I eat crap and stay up too late? Oh, so all the hangover wasn't the booze. Some of it is just my life, my continuing lifestyle and age and being a human. I was kind of hoping that all that bad stuff would go away, but no, no, no. If you stay up late and eat a bunch of crap and you're over a certain age, you will get up in the morning and feel pretty bad. No matter what. There's just no getting around it. I just think it's funny that Sean has uh, made the transition from the I can sleep anywhere, anytime and feel no after effects to the 
wow, I slept in on my couch and I got a crick in my neck. Yeah, it's I'm a sure comfy couch, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's just Forget pillow it. angle or what. <laughs> College kid, you can drape yourself over a tree limb like a monkey and you'll maybe be a little sli- stiff in the morning, but you feel great by noon. Oh, backseat of a car. Your head's all pinned up, your feet, whatever, whatever. That's fine. <laughs> I remember being with this dude one time. I don't know what happened. I don't remember, I don't remember what the driver. The driver was nowhere to be seen. It was me and another guy woke up in this car. Well, he was still asleep. It's very sunny out at the point that I wake up. Um, oh. Uh, this is after a, uh, a night of uh, frivolity. So wake up. I'm in the back seat of this car. There's a dude in the front seat, and the guy, the other guy's gone. And I thought, I'm I'm walking back to my house. So I open the door. I start walking. <laughs> I walk by, <laughs> and it says, uh, Russell County Library. I'm not in my town. <laughs> I have no idea where I am. So I went back to the wow. car. Went back to sleep. <laughs> well, that was a hell of a reaction to that piece of news. <laughs> I can't walk Hello. back to my house. This is a different town than I thought I was in. By a, by a long way. Apparently, I know the driver and can depend on him probably for a ride. He brought me here. Why are we here? I don't know. Was it a good time? Probably. uh, Driver ever reappear? I think at some point he got his car. I don't know. That was not my concern at the time. I needed a greasy sandwich and some more sleep. Oh, oh boy. Unfortunate. 